Listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. It's a new week here on I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome, Old Time Radio fans. I'm your host, Virtual Vinny. You can interact with us via social media on our Facebook page at I Love Old Time Radio or on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. You can send feedback via our contact form on our website at I Love Old Time Radio.com or you can leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you enjoyed this program, please take the time to rate and review us at review.iloveoldtimeradio.com. This episode is brought to you in part by the I Love Old Time Radio Patreon page. As a Patreon member, you'll help me continue to bring all these great Golden Age shows, upgrade our equipment, keep the website going, and more. Plans start at just $2 a month, but if you pledge $6 or more, you get access to the Vintage Radio Podcast, a look at series that were an hour or more that include Lux Radio Theater, CBS Radio Mystery Theater, and the Mercury Theater on the air, just to name a few. I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday each day with a different theme. Monday's crime does not pay on the shadow. This episode was originally aired February 3rd, 1946, and it's called Murder with Music. power to cloud men's minds so they cannot see him. Cranston's friend and companion, the lovely Margot Lane, is the only person who knows to whom the voice of the invisible shadow belongs. Today's drama, Murder with Music. Why are you just standing there staring at me? Why don't you say something? No! Don't go near me! You wouldn't hit me. You wouldn't hit me! Oh, my feet! Why? Why are you... Stop! Stop for the love of heaven! Don't hit me! Oh, no! Please! No! Get away from me! Mrs. Hamilton has planned this recital for weeks. 
Edward Miland is a protege. Now, we must be polite. Why? Just because she's in the social register and has a mansion uptown? Mrs. Hamilton is a patron of the arts. This Edward Miland is her latest discovery. She's put him up here at her home. She's given him the finest teacher. She's completely responsible for his success. Now, to ask me, the old girl's probably just got a crush on that young piano. Now, you behave yourself. This is music, John. Sponsored artist singer. Let's say thanks and good night and get out of here before the darlings and you played so divinely, Scott. Darlings! Oh. Too late. Miss Lane, how charming to see you again. Hello, hello, how are you? Lamont, you know Oliver Viceroy, the society columnist, don't you? Of course. Of course, everybody knows me, Miss Lane. Harriet's got a real find in Edward Milan, don't you think? Going to make him a big star. Hmm. He's quite young, isn't he? Uh, the aesthetic type, you know. Well, Perry doesn't push him too hard, but you know Harriet Hamilton once she set her mind to a thing. Well, she certainly got some of the most influential people up here to hear his first recital. Oh, Harriet can do anything. Oh, um, oh, by the way, have you seen Jennifer Gay around? No, I haven't seen Jen. Well, she's a friend of yours and, uh, Mrs. Hamilton, isn't she? Uh, the truth is, Mr. Viceroy, I made Miss Lane promise to introduce me to Miss Jennifer Gay. I was anxious to meet the famous actress. No, I don't think you're likely to see her here tonight. Well, Tata, I must make the laugh. Oh, that old fluff. The day I see him without that silly blue cornflower boutonniere, I give him a big red apple. Now, right? Lamont, Lamont, stop it. That's your trademark. You know, best dressed man in town. Let's get out of here, Margaret. Oh, you played so divinely. Again. Didn't he play divinely, Miss Lane, <laughs> Mr. Cranston? Yes, he certainly This is my protege, Edward Miller. How do you do? How do you do, Mr. Miller? We Very did enjoy your playing very much. Thank you, Really, Harriet, I'd like to be excused if I may. Oh, just a few more introductions, Edward. Recitals upset Edward dreadfully. It's the first time he's played before so many well-known people. Oh, by the way, Mrs. Hamilton, is Jennifer Gay around? I'd like to meet her. I've enjoyed her play so much. Jennifer Gay? Uh, no, she's not around, Mr. Cranston. As a matter of fact, she wasn't invited. She won't be here tonight. What's that? Sounds like someone rapping on the French door. There is someone standing outside me. It's a girl. And there's something wrong with her. Look. Harriet, look. She's falling against the glass. Jennifer. You know her, Mr. Bartholomew? Well, certainly I know her. She's one of my best friends. 
I wouldn't exactly say friends, Mr. Bartholomew. Oh, you here too, Papa Viceroy? Where were you all evening, Mr. Bartholomew, if you were invited here? I was having a few drinks at the Penguin Club after dinner. I didn't realize it was so late. Oh, I see. Oh, Mr. Cranston, can't my guests leave now? We were all in this room at the time. Yes, please, Mr. Cranston. I'm afraid that will have to be for the police. They should be here any minute now. Uh, Mr. Bartholomew, would you step over here a minute? Well, yes, of course. It's been a terrible thing, hasn't it? Yes, it certainly has. Particularly since you were such a good friend of Jennifer Gaines. Well, actually, I just met Jen since I came east. We were really only uh, acquaintances. I see. Now, I've admired those strong, silent roles you play in the movies, Mr. Bartholomew. They really give you some rugged parts to play. Well, uh, thanks, Cranston. Yes, I really have to keep in trim for pictures, of course. Uh, you say you were at the Penguin Club all evening? Yes, I was. Say, are you trying to pump me, Cranston? I've heard you're mixed up in some kind of amateur criminology. Not at all. Well, don't, then. When the police get here, they can check my alibi. I was at the Penguin Club all evening. Mr. Jenkins, the owner, will verify that. He's a close friend of mine. I imagine he is. Well, thanks, Mr. Bartholomew. It was nice having the opportunity to get to know you better. You know, Lamarda, I'm amazed the police let everybody go. Well, they really have nothing to hold them on yet, Margot. Of course, they're all well-known names. Yeah, too. How did you make out with the Greek guard, Brad Bartholomew? <laughs> You two seem to be having quite a chat. So far, Bartholomew seems to be the only suspect with the strength to commit that brutal murder and also the motive. Motive? Jealousy, darling. According to the society columns, he and Jennifer were having a pretty hectic romance. Yes, but how could Brad have done it? He was supposed to be at the Penguin Club all evening. Yes, I know. When Brad left this evening, I happened to notice him pick up a pair of men's gloves from the hall table. Well, darling, they were probably his own. I'm sure they were. I also noticed that those same gloves were on the hall table when we first came in. Oh, you think he was there before the recital, attacked Jennifer in the garden, say, and then made a grand entrance to establish his alibi. Alibi that might have been framed. Well, I know, darling, the police checked with the Penguin Club before we left. But by Bartholomew's own admission, he is a close friend of Mr. Jenkins, the owner of the club. I think the shadow had better pay a little call on Mr. Jenkins and double-check that airtight alibi. Okay, boys, close up and you can all go. I'm going over the books for a while. There's something else we must go over first, Mr. Jenkins. <laughs> Who's that? There's nobody in this office. The Shadow is here to pay you a call, Mr. Jenkins. The Shadow? Who are you? What do you want? The truth. A man's life is at stake. A man's life? Brad Bartholomew. Why did you say he was here in your club with you all evening? Why did you instruct your help to tell the same lie if anyone questioned? Oh, Brad's a friend of mine. He asked me to say that. I didn't want to see him get in any trouble with that Jennifer Gay. Jennifer Gay? What trouble, Mr. Jenkins? Well, he's been trying to ditch her. He's got another girl. He was with that girl when he left here right after dinner tonight. If Bartholomew wasn't here at your club, where was he? Where did he go? I, I don't know. I swear. I wouldn't have lied about him being here if I'd thought I was going to get in any trouble. You're in plenty of trouble, Jenkins. If Brad Bartholomew is the murderer, you've made yourself an accomplice. 
And you'll pay for that stupid lie. Really, Lamont, you're going to get into trouble sometime. Barging into Mr. Bartholomew's hotel suite at three in the morning. His valet told you he wasn't in. Well, I wanted to make sure. You can't believe anybody when you're on the trail of a killer, Margot. Mm-hmm. I believe Jenkins. I've never found out what I know now. Do you really think Bartholomew's the killer? Well, it looks now as if Brad Bartholomew deliberately faked an alibi so he could kill Jennifer. Oh, it is odd, isn't it? Bartholomew's valet said he hadn't seen him since he went down to the hotel storage room to open up one of his books. Funny time of night for that sort of thing. Unless he was getting some clothes out for a quick getaway. Margot, we're going to slip down into the basement into that storage room. Oh, darling, if he is down there and he is the killer, our lives won't be worth two cents. We'll have to take that chance, darling. He knows you're on his trail. He may just want us to come down. Watch it. There, that's the last bit. Well, there's, there's nobody down here at this hour. Golly. And the place is pitch dark, too. Go on, I can't find the light. Here, here. Take my light. Oh, thanks. Oh, it helps some. Look at all those dusty old trunks. Lamont, he may be hiding behind those. Yes, and he may have skipped down, Oh, too. come on, let's go back upstairs. You know how strong the killer must be. He could be just like he beat Jennifer. He could snap our necks the way he killed her and get... Keep behind me and quiet. What was that? Sounded like something moved over there. Look. Look at that trunk. It's got Bartholomew's name on it. The trunk's right up against this closet door. Yeah, I'll pull it away and see if it's locked. Wait, wait, I'll... Margo, look out. That closet door is opening. There's something in there. What? Back, Margo, quick. It's coming out. It's alive. Come on, it's me. Well, here it is, winter again. And for lots of you, that means the common cold, with all its usual miseries. Now, for 51 years, millions of cold sufferers have known just what to do. They've turned to Grove Cold Tablets for comforting relief, fast. Maybe you didn't know that Grove Cold Tablets get right down inside and work internally to give relief from all these usual miseries of a cold at once. Relief number one, help reduce fever. Relief number two, ease your headache. Relief number three, alleviate body aches. Relief number four... Reduce nasal stuffiness. Relief number five, lessen muscular pain. Grove cold tablets can do all this because they're a multiple medicine, compounded like a doctor's prescription. Yes, a combination of eight active medical ingredients specifically for your cold relief. Now remember to rest and avoid exposure. Get Grove cold tablets and take exactly as directed. Look for the name Grove. G-R-O-V-E. Grove Cold Tablets for relief of cold miseries. Now, back to the shadow. Lamont Cranston and Margot Lane on 
the trail of a brutal killer, stumbled on something hidden in the closet of a hotel basement storage room. What was it, Lamont? What was it that grabbed me? Corpse, Margo. Oh. Elegant, soon you push that trunk away from the closet door. Could be a dead body. Perhaps I fell on his body, Margo. What? Neck broken, the head nearly yanked. Oh, Lamont, I, I... Brad Bartholomew killed the same way Jennifer Gay was killed this afternoon by someone with the strength of a giant. Oh, it's horrible, Lamont. I want to get out of here. Wait. What? Something on his coat, Margo. Two tiny petals of blue cornflower. Oliver Viceroy. He must have seen Bartholomew tonight. But how could Viceroy have killed Bartholomew this way? Viceroy is not a young man and certainly not the strong barrel type. Maybe Viceroy didn't kill him. He could have hired some thug, brought him along to do his killing for him. Why? Revenge for Jennifer's death. Viceroy's always been in love with her. You mean you think Bartholomew killed Jennifer this evening and then Viceroy had him killed for revenge? What more perfect revenge could he have than to see Bartholomew die in the same brutal way he'd used to kill Jennifer? Let's go, Margo. You're going to Oliver Viceroy? Alone. Right now. As the shadow. beside me on my desk here in my room as I write this, my last column. The famous society matron will shed no tears over my suicide. Even now, she sheds no tears over the murder of a beautiful actress. I name no one is guilty. But I know that a woman's jealousy and hate did kill Jennifer Gay. That is my betrayal. Now the gun. What? Who's that? The shadow has your gun now, Oliver Viceroy. <laughs> the, the shadow? <laughs> Where are you? What happened here? Why did you kill Brad Bartholomew? Brad Bartholomew? He's been murdered too? Yes, Oliver Viceroy. Beaten. His neck broken like Jennifer Gabe. You hired someone to kill him. No, I didn't. I swear I didn't. And why were petals from your boutonniere found on the lapel of his coat? Petals? My blue flower? It's a trick. Someone deliberately planted them there. You wanted Brad killed for revenge. You believed he killed Jennifer. No. I know that he didn't. Brad didn't kill Jennifer, but... I know who did. Yes? Who? Harriet Hamilton. She hated Jennifer because Jennifer was trying to steal Edward Milland, her protege, from her. You have proof? I have. This letter. Listen. Dear Oliver... You are the only person I know who has influence over Jennifer Gay. She's trying to take Edward from me. Keep her away. I'll kill her if she dares interfere. Find Harriet Hamilton. Why have you hidden this evidence? Why didn't you go to the police with it? Harriet helped me, too, to get started. But I feel no gratitude now for that woman. She planted my flowers so the police would suspect me of Brad's murder. You're naming her to save your own life. Why would I lie when I was about to kill myself? You saw Shadow. You saved me from suicide. Well, there's a reason for living now. To see her hang. I'll take that letter, Viceroy. The Shadow has all the information he needs now. You can rest assured that the real murderer will be brought to justice. 
manners like that. We'll get arrested. No one on the streets at this time of the morning. Well, do you think Harriet Hamilton might try to get away? She must know that Bartholomew's disappearance can't go undiscovered very long. But if, if she did kill Jennifer, why would she also kill Bartholomew? Because she had to. If Brad was at her house before the recital, he probably witnessed the murder. I, I, I can't see how a woman like Harriet Hamilton could be a vicious, cruel killer. Well, we'll know that when we get there, Margot, if we're not too late. Oh, they might think it's very odd. I'm too nervous to sleep, Harriet. I've got... You've got nothing to be nervous about, Edward. Nothing. After what happened here in this house this evening, you say that. So plain, Edward. Plain is the only thing that helps me now. You heard me, Edward. Stop playing. You're not frightened of me, are you, Edward? Why, I'm the one who gives you strength. I'll make you great. I know, Harriet. I've always taken care of you. I'm very fond of you, Edward. I couldn't get along without you, Edward. You've given me everything. But this tonight, this horrible thing, Jennifer and Brad, what if the police find out? Edward. They're dead, aren't they? Edward. They're dead. Exercised and developed to make beautiful music. 
You urged me on so they'd bring pain and death. You made me kill for your own selfish purpose. Listen. They're down below now. We've got to get out of here somehow. The window. You're not going anywhere, Harry. Edward, why are you locking that door? We're trapped, Harriet. You know it. You don't care because you're not the murderer. They won't take you, Edward. You could beat them. Let them next if you chose. No, Harriet. It's your neck I'm after this no. time. Oh, no. Yes, look at these powerful hands, Harriet. The hands that beat Jennifer and Brad to a pulp. Edward, you wouldn't let me. I'm going to show you how I killed Jennifer. Oh, no. First one blow on her face like this. Oh, no. She got up herself. No. Just like that. I smashed down with another And another. Stop. Stop. Now, Harriet. This is how Jennifer felt when I grabbed her throat and choked her. Bartholomew must have followed Jennifer out and witnessed the murder. That's why his gloves were in that room. But darling, why didn't he go right to the police? He's afraid of being involved in a murder that might ruin his screen career. Besides, it did get rid of Jennifer for him at a most convenient time. Oh. What about Viceroy's blue cornflower petal? Mrs. Hamilton planted those on Brad's body just as Viceroy claimed she had. Well, darling, I still get weak every time I think of you facing that brutal killer. How on earth did you subdue him? I nearly didn't, Margot. I felt the terrific strength in those two hands. And then suddenly, when he looked down at Mrs. Hamilton's dead body, a strange thing happened. Strength seemed to leave him. It was as if all the power Edward Milan possessed left him. The moment he realized he'd murdered Harriet Hamilton, the one person who had made him strong. Listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. 
a sort of Frankenstein monster vibe I got with this one. I mean, it's not exactly the plot of the story, but I can imagine Victor Frankenstein creating a monster to seek out a revenge, only to have the monster turn back on its creator. And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, and our host, Anchor.fm. For a full list, visit our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com and find the best location that suits you. You can also listen to us on your Alexa device through TuneIn or iHeartRadio. Like us on Facebook at I Love Old Time Radio. Follow us on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. Comments and questions can be directed to our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com or leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so with a one-time donation or join our Patreon page at support.iloveoldtimeradio.com. Tomorrow we'll be playing a new episode of Our Miss Brooks and join us back next Monday for some more with The Shadow. For iloveoldtimeradio.com, this is Virtual Vinny, signing off.